Welcome to the Recycle Podcast, where we discuss everyday issues from a mental health perspective. We are your hosts, Dr. Rashonda Strickland, Dr. LaFanya Jones-Hines, and Dr. Nichelle Wall. Now don't get it twisted. We're not going to be your stereotypical therapist. What we will be is informative, down to earth, a little spicy, and vulnerable. All right, interns, turn up your volume, grab your pen and paper. It's supervision time. As a reminder, this podcast is not meant to take the place of a relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Okay, interns, another interesting topic. (laughs) As always. Yes. So this session is going to cover, is there a such thing as the one? And this is basically a person you believe is your soulmate, the person who fits you perfectly, uh, emotionally, personally, physically, that you finally feel complete you and you want to spend the rest of your life with. Mm. (laughs) That's a lot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's a lot of pressure. It yes. is. And I, I promise y'all, Hallmark think make us think that we're supposed to have this just fairy tale, you know, romance mm-hmm. and love. It's going to be snowing in the middle of June. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't have no jacket on. They don't have no jacket on. And I actually don't get wet from the snow, you know. Oh, Hair Lord. stays fly. Yeah. Yeah. Don't even have any dripplings. Nothing. Of mm-hmm. the snow in your hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we're going to have a, you know, a $5 million home because, you know, I make candles for a living and he, you know, raises butterflies. <laughs> Not butterflies. I mean, if you ever watch HGTV <laughs> yes. and they go looking for a home, yes. that's yes. always the most randomest yeah. jobs possible. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So don't let Hallmark keep your expectations unrealistic. Or reality TV have you over here with struggle love either. Ooh. That is true. Yes. That struggle love. <laughs> mm. Yes, because that, you know, that toxic, unhealthy as well. People think that that's the one, you know, because they don't have a, another reference, mm-hmm. you know, to pull from. So they think, oh, well, if he do this to me, that means he loves me. No. no. It mean he is unhealthy. I was about to say a lot of stuff. I had to say. <laughs> I know. I saw. I saw your eyes. I was like, "Oh, let me go ahead and finish <sighs> that for." <laughs> yeah, that means he likes the position that you play. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe not necessarily that he loves you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. don't don't go around thinking that, you know, this list that we create when we in our twenties. <laughs> <laughs> he got to be a six feet, uh, dark skin basketball player football player some sort of athlete mm-hmm. and that's it that's all we have on our list <laughs> <laughs> he gotta be over six feet why is that always the number one I he know. gotta be over six feet and i'm like and it'd be like people like dr wall and wink wink uh dr jones hines too be like under f- five five <laughs> i'm tall in spirit you are yes you really are because my mind is boggled every time i'm five foot two and a quarter of an inch and i'd be like what (laughs) (laughs) oh they used to burn me up though yeah yeah don't don't have those 
expectations that you have in your 20s and still think you can have them still same expectations in your 40s because mm-hmm. they got to change like you in your 20s you can say i don't want to date nobody with no kids or i don't want to date anybody that's been married before that's okay because you might be able to find that because you're 20 but mm-hmm. when you turn 40 no somebody has had some kids yeah the likelihood Things starts change. going down yes um you know much further i mean you can still want what you want yeah you can yeah if you're open to time mm-hmm. you know that it'll take you time to meet a person and develop a relationship with somebody that has all of that criteria but you might have to make adjustments mm-hmm. yeah you definitely as you get older you definitely have to be a little bit more flexible and more open mind and that doesn't mean that you're settling mm-hmm. either you know settling does does not mean that you it doesn't cancel out realist realistic expectations Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what do you guys find or you know when you work with um either male or female or identifying when like the list criteria like what do you guys think are some of the most common things you hear from individuals um single individuals that are looking for partnership a lot of it has to do with the way they look. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, I mean, those can differ a little bit, but the looks, then Finances. the job money. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, some people will have kids and things like that on there. It depends on the age bracket too, because my younger clients say different things than my older clients. Yeah. So. Gotcha. And I think my younger clients are, their um, list seem to be, much more rigid mm-hmm. and be long mm-hmm. yeah like, have like 60 things right <laughs> you don't write this much on your term papers <laughs> or in your journals <laughs> okay can we get that down yeah what about you um i would say the same thing looks then finances i'm hearing a lot about like social issues like they want mm-hmm. somebody to be very conscious of social issues mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And very open, but I would say those are probably the big, the big ones. Yeah, yeah. Looks, money, and social stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you like this: you gonna have to, you got to put your your good foot on <laughs> and out there, and then you also got to be able to like kiss a lot of frogs in these situations. And I think that's what gets a lot of people is that they assume that. I can go on a date with one person and then that one person is going to be my person. And that ain't the truth. And unless you choose to make that individual that, but dating is the process of getting to know someone. And until I remove all of that and see who you really are, I can't put you in a different position. Mm -hmm. You might not be qualified. I done put you at husband and you don't know how to do nothing. You you know what? (laughs) That's that's so interesting. You say that because I've, I've, found myself speaking to a lot of my mostly my single women clients Mm -hmm. about dating because I think society has tainted (laughs) what dating really is like of course society has yeah mm -hmm. (laughs) dating means that you date multiple people you're not committed to anybody so you have Mm -hmm. to date multiple people in order for you to figure out what it is that you like like dr wall was saying Mm -hmm. what it is what category this person needs to be in but i have clients that will go out on dates with these um 
and most of my women. So with, with men and then get hurt when they get ghosts. I'm like, that's because you need to be dating multiple. Like, don't, don't put your eggs. Right. Don't right. put all your eggs in one <laughs> basket. Do you like me? Yes or no? <laughs> no. I mean, but see, like, and that's even a different level. You know, if we go back to kid, like, I done, I've been going to school with you all this time. and Ooh, and I like you now. Mm-hmm. Check a box. We done move. We going into commitment level. We ain't even that get to know you. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think people just, excuse my language. I mean, it's not going to be bad, but it's just like, they just be dumb. Mm-hmm. Mm. I just be like you this can't make sense to you but I think like we've talked about in the past we have so many men and women that want to be pick me's mm-hmm. that they can't see that okay this person that I am pursuing or is pursuing me or whatever is just not a good person they just want the title of girlfriend boyfriend husband wife or whatever and then you with this gremlin over here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then I have a lot of women that I have to talk to about Cause they get so concerned. Well, what if he doesn't like me? And what if he doesn't do this? And what if I said, well, what if you don't like him? That part. Like, (laughs) did you think about that? And that's, that's the issue that I find too, is I'm like, instead of you trying to figure out if they like you, you need to figure out if you like them. That is what you are focused on. You present your best self. Obviously that's, that's what you should be doing. And then once you feel comfortable enough, you let them see you with the bonnet on or whatever, you know, (laughs) but you need to be, you're auditioning him. And I know this is weird. Somebody going to have a problem with me saying auditioning. But that's essentially what y'all are doing while y'all are dating. Y'all are auditioning for these roles in each other's lives. And if you are not good at the role I want you to be in, why would I choose you? Why would you choose me? Agreed. That's something that I've been switching some of my language when I'm working with clients that are Mm -hmm. in the dating process, you know, versus creating a list of what you're looking for. Because you're not going to actually be able to pinpoint that when you meet somebody. Mm -hmm. You can't say, I want somebody that's understanding and supportive and communicative and, um, you know, insert your, you know, hundred list thing. (laughs) You're not going to see that at meeting somebody at the gas station or at the club or at the store or even being hooked up by a friend. Mm -hmm. So pay attention to how you feel with this person. What type Mm -hmm. of connection? Yeah. Pay attention to your experience. So when you observe their behavior, what are you seeing? Mm -hmm. So when you guys are at the restaurant and they get his order wrong, does he pop off on the waiter? Does he, Mm. you know, cause a scene at the restaurant? Like that's, you pay attention to your experience because if you will do that with the waiter and act like that, what would make me believe that at some point in the process of our relationship that you would not respond that same way to Mm -hmm. me about something that you don't like or something that doesn't go your way, Mm -hmm. you know, so pay it, you know, really be observant of experience and versus looking, looking for criteria. Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, the the thing about it is when we, hmm, when we create those lists, especially when you create a list and you're in a relationship already, you tend to create the list based on the person that you're with. And so mm-hmm. then you say, Oh, they, they got everything I want. Mm-mm. No, no, no. You just made that list based on that person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you have to be careful with like w- why you're creating the list when you're creating the list. And if you're being true to self yeah if you're being true to self Mm -hmm. and it also needs to evolve as you evolve like what I wanted as an 18 year old is not what I'm gonna want when I get ready to turn 38 in a couple of months I'm not gonna want that I'm sorry oh lord no I don't mm -mm. I can't even remember (laughs) what I wanted at 18 (laughs) right to be quite honest Mm -hmm. I just wanted somebody cute 
Right. And that ain't sufficient. No. no. I mean, you got that. Right, but right, right. You need more. What right, do, right, What do right. I build on yeah. after that? Like, if I'm still saying that, oh, he got to be 6'4", yes, that was a requirement when I was eight. 18. You know, I was about, when you were what? 18. 18. <laughs> but, put that teen on the end. <laughs> but I also grew up around a whole bunch of ball players. Like, all the men and some of the women in my family are ball players. That's just what we were. I prayed to be short. The Lord blessed me with shortness. Mm. And we are here. But <laughs> as I've gotten you know, older and dated in my adult years, I've dated men that were short. I've dated men that were in the middle. I've dated men that were super tall. None of it worked. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm still by myself. So yeah. you can't be so tied to your list that you don't allow yourself to figure out if this is a match emotionally, mentally, physically, like all those different areas. Mm-hmm. And the thing is you have to be, especially when you first start off dating someone, you have to be, careful with who you're connecting to and who you're connecting mm-hmm. with because who you're connecting to is the representative none of us put forth who we are in the beginning because we're trying to put our best foot forward like mm-hmm. dr wall was saying earlier so you have to be careful with who you're falling in like with mm-hmm. in the beginning mm-hmm. falling in like well y'all know what i said falling clumsy we mm. got to grow yes mm-hmm. I was just thinking, you know, about how we convince, sometimes we convince ourselves that somebody is the one for a variety of reasons. And that may be the representative. You know, I can think of several people that I've worked with over the years that have almost said that very exact thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the person that I fell in love with is not who they actually are. Mm -mm. You know, their personality is drastically different than the individual that I met day one Mm -hmm. and it's like okay but did y'all take the time to have discussions and conversations and did you pay attention again to what you were observing and Mm -hmm. I'm sorry if you had another thought peeing right there please because and I say this for women because I'm a woman women please pay attention to what they're saying not what you're interpreting Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we can he- we hear a man say, you know what? I like you a lot. Here we go. We- oh, he, he said, loved me. Yeah, th- girl. He loved me. Yes. That ain't what he said. That's not what he said. <laughs> he put a ring on it. That What that mean? <laughs> you said you, he, either he got to put a ring on it or you leaving. He didn't want you to go. That don't mean that he really wanted to be married. Yes. And if then you have you to get- convince him, he, it, it ain't supposed to happen. Okay, it's not supposed to happen. Ooh, I got like, man, it, it's, this one's a hard one because I got like five people in my head and we <laughs> have this, this conversation just about every week. Mm-hmm. You know, what are you, how are you compromising you? Mm-hmm. And this and this is for both some of my male clients as well yes. as my female clients. So this is not just a female only um, situation. Mm-hmm. How are you compromising you in this relationship slash situationship because that's what a lot of people have is a bunch of situationships Mm -hmm. and that's what settling is settling is when you are compromising you like if if it's unhealthy and you know it's unhealthy that's what settling is Mm -hmm. you knowing what what's realistic and knowing what your expectations are and being able to be flexible in your expectations. That's not what settling is. So if you end up, if you one of those people who wanted a six feeder, you know, or want a six feeder and you meet somebody that is, I don't know, five, nine, that's not settling. No, 
That's mm-hmm. you being flexible in your expectations because this five, nine person may give you what you need. Mm-hmm. Now that doesn't mean that everything is going to look like Hallmark, but <laughs> it does, mm-hmm. it does mean that you will be overall peaceful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a version of settling for me is that if you want someone that is, you know, financially stable, you know, has good financial acumen, you know, they, they are a go-getter in that Mm -hmm. way. And then you end up with someone that is lazy, you know, doesn't work or expects you to work on their behalf Mm -hmm. and you accept that, then that would be settling just because I want them in my life. So that's a, that's a, that is a detriment to you. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Because now, depending on the lifestyle you're wanting to have for yourself, either one, you can't have it or you can have it by you working two and three jobs. Mm -hmm. Right. And you often see this sort of thing when you have a a power struggle in a relationship as well. Like, say it's a traditional situation and the man is making significantly more than the woman, but she's still doing her thing. She still got her own money. She's still doing X, Y, and Z, but say they go ahead and get together. He expects a certain level of stuff from her that she actually don't want to give to him. Mm -hmm. And it actually becomes a problem of emotional abuse in their relationship. And people don't realize how they get into those situations. And a lot of times it's because, Oh, he on paper, you know, he got a great job. He making six figures. He take care of me. He do this. Okay. But what does that cost you? Mm-hmm. Because every question. relationship is transactional. I don't mm-hmm. care if it's healthy or dysfunctional. They are all transactional and you have to determine what transactions you want to pay and what transactions you want to walk away from. Mm-hmm. <sighs> <laughs> that is a word. Mm-hmm. I, I can think of saying that very thing to somebody about two years ago, because that was one of the things that they were struggling with, mm-hmm. you know, about being in a romantic partnership was that whole this for that and us having to really come to terms that like, yes, everything you do with another person mm-hmm. is a transaction. You're trying to get something out of somebody. Transaction doesn't mean um, hurtful. Mm-hmm. Or impure. or Im- Yes, you know, but for some reason there was this equate with, well, if I do something for them and they do something for me or we have this kind of transactional relationship that it's somehow spoiled or tainted and it's like no everything is transactional you know and the example i gave was what we're doing right here Mm -hmm. the fact that you're in this room with me doing therapy there's something you get out of it and there's something that i get out of it Mm -hmm. so i get paid Mm -hmm. and i get to use the skills that i've learned Mm -hmm. i also get the opportunity to assist you in growing and getting to the place that you want to be and you get something out of me you get all of that information you get a you know you learn skills you get to be able to release some of that pent-up emotional energy so there is a transaction that has happened between us, but it's not that either one of us is trying to use the other for mm-hmm. um, manipulative or uh, unhealthy purposes. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree with that. Mm-mm-mm. And, and although we're saying the transactional part, it doesn't mean that, well, there are all, all types of relationships. So I don't want to just say that, all relationships like that can still have love because some people marry for different reasons. And you know, Mm -hmm. that's, 
your choice but for those who are still looking for love and you still realize that there is a transactional type of relationship in your uh marriage or relationship that doesn't mean that love doesn't exist in it too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you are having an issue with that word you've heard us also say mutually beneficial or reciprocal is the same thing yes (laughs) (laughs) true that true that agreed so where do you guys think the idea like of the one or like you i'm also gonna blame jerry Maguire as well (laughs) you complete you complete me me. um but the idea of the one like do you think it came from like commercialization um and like from a capitalistic standpoint because it made sense yes (laughs) i think that (laughs) because you gotta think wedding rings didn't come around until when like I think around like the early 1900s. I was thinking or Queen Elizabeth. I, I mean, think around her time. Yeah, because I think in back in the day you had to bring cattle and lamb. I mean, bride price yeah. dowries, mm-hmm. and even that is still. It can be a bit antiquated. I get the purpose of it back then, but that's you know that still happens now in many traditional cultures. You still have to pay the bride price. They'd be like, "Hey, I need 50k for my daughter," or this and that, this and that. But yeah, I don't. Mm-mm. No, (laughs) (laughs) I definitely agree with what Dr. Strickland was saying. I do think that a lot of this is commercialized. It's nothing wrong with wanting your person. And when I talk to my clients, I say, what does your person need to look like? What do you need to be um, healthy and balanced in a romantic relationship that's the kind of thing that i say but it's not going to be to the extent of there is only one person in all these trillions of people what well and that and that's the one thing that i think people fail to realize even if you believe in soulmates or not the thing about having your person i don't know if you all watch uh gray's anatomy or not but gray and christina and christina had a several husbands and then (laughs) gray had uh dr mcdreamy and so Mm. uh, (laughs) mcdreamy mcsteamy okay (laughs) so you but uh christina was gray's person although she was married to dr mcdreamy christina was still her person like you have to figure out who your person is and it can be more than one person because obviously dr mcdreamy was her person too because she was married to him Mm -hmm. but you still have to have have an idea that you can have more than one person in your life that can fulfill what it is that you yes. need. And you, again, if you haven't listened to our session, uh, previous session on our, the tribe, mm-hmm. I can't remember the actual title, but it was the tribe. Go back and listen to that um, session because we talk about you having your support and your tribe and your mm-hmm. people for you. Disconnected connections. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this contributes to the idea of loneliness that yeah. when people get out of relationships that they were heavily invested in, that they, or to add on to that, or they stay in relationships that they probably do not need to be staying in mm-hmm. is because of that idea of loneliness and not having, you know, persons or a tribe that will fill all of those other areas mm-hmm. outside of just a romantic partnership. Um, and they're not complete and whole themselves. Yes. You coming to the table wanting your better half or your media naranja, as they, they say in Spanish, you know, and that's just not going to work out because you're not okay. Like if I want, 
they say give a hundred percent, you know, it's not, or they say 50, 50. And I'm like, no, both of y'all are supposed to be given a hundred and a hundred. Two half people do not make a whole. No. So say that percentage again, Dr. Wall. (laughs) (laughs) Most people come to the table saying 50, 50, like that's what we're giving each other, you know? But the reality is when y'all really look at that percentage, that means one. There are two people in the relationship. Mm-hmm. So you need a hundred and a hundred. And I'm not saying that your person becomes your everything because that's toxic and enmeshed and we don't do that here. Codependency. Um, that part. <laughs> um, but you need to be 100 and 100 so that everything is already complete within you. And of course there's things that your partner will help you work on and see in you and hold you accountable, but we're not coming as pieces of ourselves. That's what we're not going to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I think that's what we have to understand. Like when you, when you find the person that you connect with and decide you two decide that you want to share your life together, you are, you both can appreciate the fact that each of you have your own things going on Mm -hmm. because honestly that draws you closer to one another because you're not all up under me all the time. (laughs) Yeah. That's that bothers me. Yes. But you know, some people want that. You know, know, they want that, like you said, that enmeshed Mm -hmm. because we have these very twisted ideas of what love means. Mm -hmm. Because I would venture to say that there's seven point something billion people on the planet and there's probably seven point something billion definitions of. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Of course. Um, But, you know, if I had to for myself, you know, I can when I talk with clients about love, it's like it's an umbrella term, Mm -hmm. you know that it's a an action you know it's a a a verb you know that kind of action piece Mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. also a noun because it's a it's a thing um but there's lots of stuff that falls underneath that umbrella Mm -hmm. you know and it's a large spectrum you know all the way from i would say on the most basic end attention Mm -hmm. you know all the way up to accountability Mm -hmm. yeah You know, so if you don't have a clear grasp on what that means to you, then you're likely going to accept a whole lot of things and confuse a lot of things as well on who a person is to you and how they belong in your life. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we all kind of define love based on what we've seen, you know, or didn't see out (laughs) <laughs> so that's I was getting ready to distinguish either seen on TV, seen in our house, or didn't see in our house. Mm-hmm. And so what we didn't see in our house, then we we make up for it what we see on TV, which mm-hmm. is why a lot of people think Hallmark is the go to mm-hmm. to find what love is supposed to look like. Yeah. Man, mm-hmm. love ain't easy. And you know, if y'all need more in depth stuff on love, y'all can always go back to the session we did that like broke down the different types of love and who mm-hmm. goes into what, or I will make sure I link it in the bio. Um, I think it's just important that when you're thinking about, is this my person? Like really analyze like, okay, if I'm doing life with them, are they going to be able to support me? How, how do they show up? Also, how do I end up showing up when I'm with this person? Cause sometimes people draw stuff out of us that is not good mm-hmm. i've been in a relationship where i was a totally different person and people were looking at me like what is wrong with you mm-hmm. and that put me in the check and be like okay mm, 
this person is pulling something out of me that is not of me, I don't need to be with this individual. Pay attention to what you are experiencing. Mm-hmm. Took it right out. Took it right out. <laughs> Twin souls right there. Twin <laughs> souls. Okay. I'm telling you, boy, you have to pay attention to what you are experiencing in order to be with someone and have a healthier relationship. Mm-hmm. Self-reflection is key. Yes. Now, I'm not only just other reflection. And what I mean by other reflection is looking at the other person and looking at them. But both of those things are necessary. You have to be able to look at self, look at what I'm experiencing, look at yourself and look at how am I influencing and affecting this other person? Mm-hmm. You know, because like Dr. Wall just said, people may say that you're uh, a different person with this individual, but sometimes you are the one that's pulling something out of somebody else. Yep. And are you healthy for them? Oh, that's mm, girl. people don't like it. People don't like that. You better y'all gonna get some comments on that, <laughs> on that statement. Yeah, you <laughs> I mean, know some, it's true though. <laughs> something that I learned in one of my group therapy classes when I was still like in my master's program was that's not my stuff, and mm. you have to really know what part of the problems in your relationships is yours and what part of it is theirs. And sometimes that's the saying that you know I have my couples you know say that's not my stuff. Mm-hmm. What what's going on what you going through like whatever you know you can sugarcoat it if you need to I prefer not to unsugared um but you really need to know where that those lines end because a lot of times you'll find somebody deflecting their stuff or projecting their stuff and then nothing ever gets solved either that one mm-hmm. of the things I tell my couples is you need to know where you end and where they begin because if you if that them lines brown skin <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Indy Irene thank you thank you <laughs> yes so y'all need because when them when those lines start blurring you both of you will lose yourself mm-hmm. and then you you won't be able to pay attention because yeah. you don't know what's yours and what's theirs yep yeah I agree Ooh. well y'all getting a lesson today this whole thing is a psych 101 <laughs> Y'all, we didn't even say Psych 101 lesson. Okay. No, it's just, it is what it is. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm like, whew, I feel the burn on this one. Yeah. Because we didn't all experience something similar. We didn't mm-hmm. all dated and mm-hmm. dealt with people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just like um, a little while ago, I was saying, I can't even remember what I wanted at 18. You know, I mean, I was dating somebody at the time um, very seriously. Uh, but if I think about what was I really looking for as an 18 year old, mm-hmm. I have no idea. You know, yeah. I remember looking for the rims and the Tims, not the rims and the Tims. <laughs> I was gonna, I was going to say I was young, dumb and you know, the last part. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, that, I, I ain't saying I wasn't that cause I definitely was that, but I was looking for the rims and the Tims. Do y'all feel like that's something that our parents should do more of in society is you know teach their children how to properly date instead of it being such the opposite of don't do this don't do that don't do this and then it's like how i get out how i do it what i do Mm -hmm. you know what i mean absolutely yes i think a lot yes i think and it should start earlier Mm -hmm. you know i don't think it should start at like six you know (laughs) i think that that might be a little early but you know when you hit that once the hormones start kicking in, you know, that 12-ish, 13-ish mm-hmm. age range, you know, you start actually looking at, you know, whom People you're attracted. Yeah, you start looking at whom you're attracted to and you'd be like, hmm, hmm, check this box. Okay. Like me. Uh, so absolutely. Well, see, I can't, I, I think, from, I'm sorry, go ahead. Dr. No, Jake. what I was going to say, I, in order to do that, however, I do think that 
parents need to educate themselves Mm -hmm. first on healthy relationship dynamics, Mm -hmm. healthy dating dynamics, because if you don't have those then you're just going to perpetuate your own unhealthy behavior. Yeah. See, I can't say that my, my father didn't sit down with me and talk to me about Mm -hmm. what it looked like. Um, I do remember the first guy he let me go out with. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. He was scared to ask my dad, but, uh, but he let me go out with him and he, I mean, he had, he talked to me about different things Mm -hmm. and even up until I was like in college, he, the guy that I uh, dated in college, he was like certain things you don't need to do with him. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And so he, 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 I I can say that my dad was in my ear now. It's not like I, I didn't listen all the time. Uh, because like I said, you know, I went through my, I wanted a thug, you know, mm-hmm. face. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's not what my dad taught me was, mm-hmm. you know, what I needed, but I wanted it. So I had to try it. Mm-hmm. What MC Light say? She need a rough neck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like I grew up in a home with my mother and her parents and so my grandfather always took me out on dates and taught me what a what a gentleman does and and you know all of that so I was raised in a combination of traditional and more modern and all that kind of stuff so um I got the information and I feel like for the most part I stuck to that you know I still Mm. like the bad boy a reformed bad boy (laughs) um and you know I think it's just you don't see a lot of the education though there's not a lot of training um and how to do things it's like parents just assume that okay i'm done you should know how to do all this stuff but if you never taught them they're learning this stuff from their schools from people that they go to school with which mm-hmm. that's weird um the blind leading the blind <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like okay mm-hmm. so we just gonna crash and burn together and then the parents get mad that they individual their child i mean is with somebody crazy mm-hmm. yeah I, see I, I think it's easier and i can only speak for women um I think it's easier for me because I have, I have my father in my life. I have two brothers and I have uncles and I have cousins that male cousins that are very protective mm-hmm. over the girl cousins in our family or used to, I say they still are. And so looking at how all of them, even if they treated their women like trash, the way <laughs> they treated me was golden. So mm-hmm. it was like, if you can't treat me like that, mm-mm. it's like that in my family, it, but also us, uh, women to the men like we don't right. play that either mm-hmm. like we'll get it together ma'am yeah mm. so even though even with in, like in college even if I did date a thug I knew I wasn't gonna be that wasn't gonna be a forever relationship because that's not what I knew that's not what mm-hmm. and even with those thug type of relationships they still had to treat me a certain way for me for you to get my number it was required yeah interesting so you can still be a thug well could have at that point you off the market yes <laughs> my husband is reformed mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh i'm struggling with answering this question because i don't want to i don't ever want there to be a, a impure or negative perception of my parents ever mm-hmm. um because i love both of them and i learned a lot from my parents mm-hmm. but romantic relationships was not one of them, one of those things, you know? Um, so everything that I learned about being with somebody was through trial and error. 
on the mm. job training. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was a lot of yes on the job training. Um, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, I got I mean, into you some, might have to go through some trials. I did. <laughs> yeah. You know, I went through some some big trials. <laughs> and I think that happens though. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I can say that I had my grandparents, but you know, grandparents. That's not. You're it's a not, different generation. You're not thinking, okay, I'm going to be like Granny and Papa. Mm-hmm. Even though once you get older, you can say that. But mm-hmm. once you're in the house, like, I I know if it had been healthy and I would have had my parents together, that would have been more of an influence than what I saw with my um, grandparents, you know, because they mm-hmm. were on a, a whole other pedestal. You know, grandparents, they, yeah. they feed yeah. you and love on you But still having your parents and stuff, you still grow up and you still have to date and see what you like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the example yeah. not being there or being yeah. there does help. Help yeah. Or, yeah. or hinder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <I> mean, <laughs> <laughs> it can. It can set up a false sense of reality for some people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but I did have a lot of on-the-job training um, and it probably took me, you know, once I, like I, once I really started dating, cause it, I was in college or mm-hmm. late high school, um, before I really started yeah. like actively dating. And it was just kind of like a free for all, you know, just whatever, let me date whomever. And, <laughs> uh, you know, a lot of things and a lot of choices that were made, you know, at that time that looking at, you know, now at, at 38, then I'm like, <laughs> Ooh. What was I thinking? Boy, mm-hmm. you got your, just thank your lucky stars. Mm-hmm. Um, Do y'all feel like the tribulations that y'all went through in the beginning has shaped like how you dated once you were older? Yes. Without a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> when I was <laughs> so like I was saying uh I you know early on in my dating life uh you know I dated some very unfortunate souls in, souls <laughs> that's a good one poor unfortunate <laughs> souls <laughs> Ursula yes uh and I know that that boomeranged me over to a different type of viewpoint mm. uh once I got a little bit older so that by this time I'm in my early like early mid 20s you know like 24 range ish mm-hmm. um so yeah that definitely shaped how i viewed men mm-hmm. and what i was and was not willing to tolerate mm-hmm. and i became a very zero tolerance i didn't you could laugh wrong and i'd be like yeah i'm done with you <laughs> <laughs> i don't like the way you laughing <laughs> like it was you chewing wrong yeah like you breathe it, wrong <laughs> y'all think i'm playing no we know you're serious okay so you can ask my you know we talked about different types of friends last Mm -hmm. ask my college best friend she would girl please why are you nope mm -mm, nope he had on a plastic watch i don't like it (laughs) like it was it it went to the complete opposite extreme But then, of course, I had to, you know, as I got a little bit older, you know, you start hitting that mm-hmm. uh, later 20s. It was like, let me dial that back a little bit because mm-hmm. you you cutting off people that probably were, you know, that could have genuinely been good for you or good mm-hmm. to you for some very, you know, um, superficial um, asinine reasons. Yeah. And so I do think that it shaped me from, you know, kind of like I said, boomeranged me to one end, but then I kind of circled back mm-hmm. um, and became a little bit more realistic as I got a little bit older. 
I think I was no nonsense from the beginning. Because <laughs> I, yeah, it was just a lot of stuff I was not getting ready to tolerate. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, you stayed out too late? Okay, nah, we're done. We're done. You you go mm-hmm. on. Go on where you was at. Well, I was at my mama. I don't care. Go back to your mama house. No. Mm-hmm. I, I was no nonsense uh, up until I met my husband. I, Dr. Mm-hmm. Strickland can tell mm-hmm. you. Yes. I, no, I'm not dating him. I'm not going to keep doing it. I was known for not taking somebody back who cheated. I was that was I probably took two men back. I was stupid twice. But I mean you have changed. You changed yes drastically in the area of heart. Mm-hmm. Yes. You yes. know? Because it's softer. She's an old softy <laughs> now. <laughs> Which I'm here for. You know, uh-huh. I'm all I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Um I would definitely say that dating the men that I dated younger has affected me. Mm. And it, it, with me being so like always in tune with my emotions, it has made me very leery to date Mm. anybody. That makes sense. Which, you know, that ain't gonna work. I'm trying to get a husband, you know, I'm trying to be wifed. Um, so I, I have to constantly work on that. Y'all stop smiling (laughs) and looking at me like that. (laughs) You saw me. You saw me. Uh-huh. Cut my I was trying not there. to look at you. So I'm put my own business out and there. And this individual, so, no, no, don't do that. I'm not gonna say no names, but there's individual a, knows who they are. Yes, and we know who you are. We know who you are. They, they want we for me, you, bro. They yeah. want yes, me. Yes, we cheering for you to give somebody another opportunity. And she is. <laughs> they Keep want doing me. What you doing, bro? <laughs> to do that, but you know, heartstrings are tender. And that that takes time for any of that to be built back up in that area. True. However, what I was saying um, (laughs) (laughs) was that, you know, I'm a person that likes to give my all. And I've always been like that. That's the way I was raised. You know, you love fully and you give that. And it wasn't until I was older that I realized that kind of what I was saying about the 100 percent. Everybody is not ready to get that. Mm-hmm. And so I took that personally and I mm-hmm. felt like, okay, well, I'm not good enough or, you know, you yeah. go, you go through that whole mm-hmm. cycle in your head. So now dating, I'm looking at dudes like, are you crazy? I can't, I ain't gonna be able to do that. Um, or this, or, you know, mm-hmm. that just comes up. You like, oh yeah. I'm but like, that com- I think that definitely comes with self-reflection mm-hmm. because you know that you're an empath. And if you're an empath, you definitely have to be careful yeah. with who you're giving your heart to because you will be hurt easily. Mm-hmm. And they don't care. Right. I, don't, I don't know what these men, because I almost said something else. I don't know what these men are made of <laughs> in these streets, but I'm not for the streets. I need a home <laughs> and a fence and a dog and maybe a rabbit too. <laughs> um, not a rabbit. I like rabbits, uh, <laughs> but I can't do this. Yeah, like everybody out there that's dating and they doing it successful. Can you teach me your ways? Hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, you know, I don't know how because I've been married a long time, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I've been with my husband for a long time. But I don't know if I was for some reason dating at now. I don't know what. You'd I be would be mad all the time. That little Aries in you come on out. <laughs> <He'd> be, like, <laughs> be out here sniping people. Flame. <laughs> uh, but I don't know what I would be like now or what my expectations or wants or needs or desires would be at this mm-hmm. point. You know, having been married for so long and been with one person for so long that 
talk about like I have no idea what the streets is like. You, you don't. Know, you don't want it. I, At least I, not the DFW streets. You're going to go to a different state. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and it's like, but you, but hearing things like that, hearing stuff like that from my clients, it's like, man, you know, it makes you wonder like, what in the world has happened or what has changed over the years? Mm-hmm. Not that there aren't haven't always been, you know, trash people mm-hmm. throughout time, mm-hmm. but there does seem to be something quite different, a shift happening in the dating world now. Um, that it's that beta energy. Maybe, maybe, I don't know, because just the same as you ladies, I have been hearing, uh, the same thing from my clients. And I, I mean, I'm just newly married. Uh, we were dating, uh, th- three years before we married, but before I met him, it was still trash. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So I, I'm not too far in that I I forgot. <laughs> I ain't forgot. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Mm. I got another question for y'all. All right. So what are y'all's thoughts on soulmates or twin flames? Oh, here you go with these deep questions. Do I need to explain what each yes. is first? Yes. yes. Here's uh, Psych 102. <laughs> <laughs> So for everybody that doesn't know, soulmate is stereotypically the one that everybody kind of thinks of, but soulmates can be platonic, they can be family members, they can be romantic. These are typically the people that you meet and y'all just vibe really well together. Um, Sometimes it can be a little bit deeper, but these are people who like, you know, challenge you, they help you to be a, a better person, that sort of thing. Now, when you get to twin flames... <laughs> These are those people that you are automatically in sync with. Y'all typically have a lot of the same problems. You have a lot of the same strengths and weaknesses. Um, It can be very, very toxic if y'all are not ready to work on y'all stuff. You typically see them very enmeshed in one another. But on the flip side, a lot of times twin flames come into your life for a specific purpose. And once that purpose is done, they, they are they aren't there anymore in society. They say it is um, one spirit and two bodies. They've been divided. So when you come together, y'all are working on the exact same things because that's how in sync y'all are. Um, and if it's the right time and place, then sometimes those relationships can develop into a, uh, a forever relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So say your question again. What are y'all's thoughts on soulmates? What are y'all's thoughts on twin flames? Has that been something that y'all have experienced? Mm. <laughs> Boy, you try. <laughs> we got clients to listen to this. <laughs> Perhaps <laughs> several. <laughs> Can't be putting all my business out in the in the streets. <laughs> um, so. You know, so my personal answer, my professional answer would probably be two different things. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go, since we're not in a client, you know, setting, I'm going to go with my personal answer um, and say yes, that I do believe in both of those things. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't believe in a the one. So let me kind of get. Yes, that's totally different. Yeah. So I don't believe in a, there's the the one person that's for you. Um, But I do believe in soulmates because I I think I have some. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that I have people that are um, very connected to me on a level that is very hard to explain. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I do think that I have had a twin flame at one point. Uh, But (laughs) that part where you you said you grew and 
he didn't. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, you know, it, when you say that they can be toxic, you know, mm-hmm. this one in particular was. Mm-hmm. Um, Hashtag karmic. Yes. So uh, while I do on a personal level, absolutely. And I do think that they can be life lessons and very educational for you if you're willing, mm-hmm. like you said, to take time and do the work and um, assess what that was you know so that's my answer so i would say yes to the soulmate i do believe i have several um obviously not not all, all romantic, romantic. <laughs> mm-hmm. she she poly y'all she poly no 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 not at all my husband is not going for that um so we um so i do believe in soulmates but i i don't believe I don't know about twin flames because I don't believe I've ever had one because if mm-hmm. they are like toxic, mm-hmm. yeah, I told y'all that brings the combative side out of me. Mm-hmm. So and it I could can't. be to where y'all were on the same level of toxicity and y'all worked so well through y'all stuff that mm-hmm. it didn't turn to the like truly dysfunctional and y'all out here about to kill each other. Mm-hmm. It don't have to always go that route. Yeah, I'm going to have to think about it because I don't okay. know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think about that. So I definitely agree with both of y'all. I don't believe in the one. Um, I probably, as a little girl, I believed in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all of us do. You yeah. know, you don't really know yeah. too much. And I feel like you can choose the one and then you continue to choose the one daily. Mm-hmm. Sometimes second by second in some relationships. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I do um believe in soulmates um i have several friends of mine who i'm like yeah you are my soulmate you crazy heifer Mm -hmm. (laughs) you are my soulmate i believe i have some people in my family system that like we just we were Mm -hmm. in sync immediately um as well as i've had romantic interests where i would probably say two only two where i was like okay this my person Mm-hmm. This is my person. I choose you. Didn't work out. I've become single. But um, I feel like people have to understand that, you know, even either one of these, you have to have a lot of work that you put into. Like, yeah. love is not for punks. <laughs> like, no. You got to really go in and really work on yourself and work on the relationship. Um, the twin flame, I feel like possibly i've experienced i have to analyze some stuff a little bit more um where it's that overwhelming energy between your overwhelming love and it can get to toxic levels um i think i've only experienced that once and that person has come in and out of my life for 20 years and then i was just like this is no more mm-hmm now I would have to say if that's what <laughs> twin flame is, then I do I do have one person that I, I that was one of the ones I was stupid. Mm. <laughs> I had they were in and out of my life until yeah I was like yeah no I can't do yeah. this no more. And I can de- I know the exact lessons I learned a lot about abandonment from this particular person. He had a lot of abandonment issues, um, trust issues, you know, father related mm-hmm. issues. Like I I can verbatim see that. But he's not going to be able to be my romantic person. Mm-hmm. Like he, no, I will take in this situation because of the way ours worked out. I will take a soulmate over my twin flame any day because of 
possibly who he was. Like I said, I still need to analyze it some more to really get in there and figure out um, if that's actually what he was. But I would agree, mm-hmm. you know, with that relationship that I'm talking about, you know, I can see just kind of on the surface of that definition mm-hmm. that we would definitely have been twin flames. Mm-hmm. But I was so young also when yeah. that relationship mm-hmm. took place yeah. that it would take a whole much more of a yeah. deep dive into it to mm-hmm. to really determine if that's really what, what was. was really what it was yeah. or was this individual just having some serious mental yeah. health yeah if mm-hmm. issues mm-hmm. at the minimum i could put him in the category of of karmic or false twin because mm-hmm. that's another yeah. category of yeah. um twin flame. twin flame so if not that at least <laughs> at right. least karmic yes. I could see either one of those two also. Like I said, I'll probably have to do a deeper dive into mm-hmm. like m- and do more research on the idea of twin flames to yeah. really assess that. Mm-hmm. But just kind of off the cuff based off that, gen- um, that general kind of uh, definition. Mm-hmm. For yeah, sure. I can see that. Mm-hmm. I can, again, I can see that with this one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to, I mean, because I, I do know the lessons that I learned from this person because everything about the relationship wasn't toxic Mm -hmm. it was we were actually good friends Mm -hmm. and it was like i mean he was cool people he like i said he had the rims and the tims you know (laughs) (laughs) y'all have to see the way she danced every time she say that phrase because i always think about uh lauren hill because that's that's when i had my little nissan central with my little bump in it riding on the yard (laughs) when i was in college you know what i'm saying Oh, bad black uh, college movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but yeah, it, and I, you know, it was just like that. That was one of the things that he, that he did bring out of me because I, ain't, I didn't think about no like bump or nothing in my car mm. or music and stuff. Oh, I, I was always into music, but you know, what I mean, just that was, level. Of yeah, it. it was so that side of me came out. Mm-hmm. You know, of like being interested in hearing the, the, the. The way it makes your body feel. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. music dances. Yeah. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> so, one question, you know, that I kind of have when we're talking about uh, twin flames versus um, soulmates. Mm-hmm. So, the thing that I'm uh, kind of wondering is, so, so the person that I'm talking about, like, twin flame, mm-hmm. this was also a first love. Mm-hmm. So how do you, you know, how do we differentiate first love from like that whole soulmate twin flame thing? Because sometimes people get caught up in Mm -hmm. the first love. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then that person somehow, because you based off the time that you loved this person, you know, developmentally where you were, all these kinds of things, you kind of get stuck on a loop with them. Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. So what are that you guys' you know, thoughts or ideas about the first love versus the twin flame slash soulmate idea? So I think the person that I was talking about would be my first love. And so that that's why I'm like, mm, that has you kind of analyzing it differently. But, you mm-hmm. know, a lot of um, data and research says that you will have like three great loves in your life. That mm-hmm. first love um, I don't know the exact names because 
we didn't even think to go this route, but the first love and then your life partner, I think is one of them. And then the person that teaches you something. Mm-hmm. And now these names may be wrong. Y'all don't, don't come for us in the comments. No, you know, a couple of years from now, <laughs> just, people just are going go back Google and listening it. to this one. <laughs> Google. Just, yeah. Just Google it. Um, and so that definitely has something to do with it probably. And that probably may be why I'm just going to be honest about mine. That may be why it has so much struggle mm. in mine. Mm-hmm. Um, you're learning life, you're figuring yourself out. And then you remember the good times more than you remember the, because you're dumb and, mm-hmm. and then you come back to it and then yeah. you remember why you were not together anymore. And then it starts all over. Mm-hmm. So that may be for me personally, why that relationship was like that. I think that's why I was saying a little bit earlier about having to do a deep dive into it Mm -hmm. because like, okay, so was this person really that, or was it just that idea of the first love? And sometimes it's hard to, you know, because they hold such a particular place in your memory Mm -hmm. and I won't, I don't necessarily want to say in your heart, but like they hold a particular place for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, Cause your first love may have also been a lot of other firsts. Yeah. Um, so there's a, they, you know, like I said, they have their own special little box. Mm -hmm. So does that kind of confuse or shape? Well, see, my first love was not my twin flame. Mm. My first love was my high school sweetheart. Gotcha. And although we did go through some ups and downs, we had more ups than downs. Gotcha. Uh, but my, I guess maybe twin flame was my first real college relationship. Gotcha. So I guess maybe my first real adult relationship. Mm -hmm. So, but it was, we weren't into the relationship long enough for me to have fallen in love before he did something stupid. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. But I had fallen in like, Mm -hmm. and so that's what made me continue to be stupid. Mm. and making poor choices gotcha. when it came to him doing stupid things yeah. mm. i found the titles of those three loves the first one is the love that looks right the second one is the hard love and then the third one is the love that lasts what's the first one um the love that looks right mm. so that i can definitely say that would have been my high school sweetheart mm-hmm. then the twin hard flame love. maybe would have <laughs> well yeah twin flame and then now my husband <laughs> the long lasting yes oh okay so yeah I, i'm definitely gonna do some deep diving on that mm-hmm. yeah man some self look at that look at us trying to do therapy on ourselves up here i know <laughs> no freud and knock on wood straight okay. uh ellis yes <laughs> interesting mm-hmm. that was a good one yeah Man, we be out doing it. We be trying, y'all. We be trying, <laughs> trying to get y'all some interesting stuff. Make sure it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Cause so it'll be interesting, interesting to see where our interns are with their relationships. Like if they experience uh, having a soulmate or um, a twin flame or first love, and if they're different or are they the same mm-hmm. person? Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I would also say, you know, kind of invite the interns, like, what did you learn about love? What did you learn about relationships? You know, were you, what was your example? Mm -hmm. You know, and did you, 
walk that example out in your relationship and mimic it? Did you choose to try to do things differently? You know, how were you affected by what you saw and what you heard when it came to being in a relationship with somebody? Mm-hmm. Before we head out, though, you know, we've been giving little sneak peeks the last uh, regular session of the month. Dr. Strickland, you want to give them a little sneak peek of what MMB is going to be next week? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, Lord, she about to make us go deep again. No, okay. no I'm not going <laughs> deep. <laughs> so speaking of twin flames and uh, soulmates <laughs> and all kinds of stuff like that, because y'all know we got to have a theme, right? Uh, we're doing Hancock. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course... Well, if you haven't seen this film, which I'd be quite surprised if you hadn't, but um, or seen it all the way through (laughs) (laughs) as uh, uh, Dr. Jones Hines over there is pointing to herself. Uh, So, you know, of course, this is about two. Are they angels? Is that what they are? Beings. Beings. We're going to call them beings. Okay, (laughs) because I was like, do they actually say what they are? Uh, Two beings that, you know, the further apart they are, they have all of these wonderful superhuman powers (laughs) but the closer they get to one another and and draw near that those powers you know diminish and they become more human uh so the idea of that you know toxicity Mm -hmm. and how (laughs) your energy can you know suck the life out of somebody are we better together or better apart you know there's a lot of things to kind of dive into when it comes to that um, particular film on the surface it seems very fun-filled and you know like it's a a superhero movie but if you really dive into the relationship dynamics of that there's a lot more to this film than meets the eye mm-hmm. okay. and as we normally do we're going to end off with a quote it reads as you awaken you will come to understand that the journey to love isn't about finding the one the journey is about becoming the one Craig Crippen so okay interns process your notes be sure to catch us next session and find us on all major platforms at the recycled podcast if you're a new intern be sure to like comment subscribe and share thanks for listening and remember we are shifting and reshaping our psyche through healing conversations and connections, one discussion at a time.